0: Bonjour, mon ami, Jeff Bagshaw. Long time no see. What a delight to Hi, see you. Hi, how are you? I'm wonderful. Coming to us from?
1: Vancouver.
0: Vancouver, Canada. Our wonderful, internationally renowned and award-winning, super proud to say very Canadian. <laughs> We're super proud to say very Canadian, Jeff Bagshaw. Uh, yep. Thank you so much for coming to bed. I play the leaf flag for sure. Yeah, for sure. no matter where you've been, because you've worked in a lot of places around the world for a lot of incredible companies, um, but always nice to see you. I was trying to think today, I'm like, when I'm trying to think the first time I did a training with you. And I feel like it was like in Villa Sal, you came to Montreal for something, it would have been one of the Reebok certifications. I wonder if it was step or something like that. And I'm like, that's the first time it was like me and maybe 13 people. And we had Jeff for like a day. And I've pretty much been a fan
1: since. I remember one of our most eventful uh conferences though <laughs> was there a special outfit that we wore well the maritimes when my outfits and my luggage didn't arrive do you remember yes that? oh my god i had to teach in jeans for the entire day i think it was five hours of workshops uh, boot <laughs> camp cycling everything like that in a uh, full streetwear attire
0: why didn't we go buy you a pair of shorts? I still, I don't, you know, show us the
1: When I had to start in the morning, and so I sort of just went with the flow. Just went with it.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah, that was definitely eventful. And yes, our superhero workout of, I'm trying to think what year that was. Um, but yeah, that was a pretty, I, you know what? I'll find a picture of that, and I'll pop it in when we send this, because <laughs> seeing like you, Mo, you, me, Jay, Mo, Mindy. I th- yeah, that's right. I think I so. Right. Oh, my God with these like super plastic polyester. I don't even know what flammable, what flammable material. I'm like, just give me an outfit that I can still wear a sports bra with because this is gonna be interesting on that stage at Camper Pro Toronto. So nice to see you, my friend. And I wanted to reach out because you and I haven't talked a little while, I mean, little updates here on social media, but we haven't spoken in a while. Um, But I've been able to see what you've been doing, thanks to social media. And I've been incredibly impressed with the positivity, the community, and the drive to stay connected via fitness that you've put out there. I find it really inspirational. And so I thought it'd be a nice opportunity for us to catch up and get in bed. um, So you can share that with everybody.
1: Yeah, it's it's a strange world we're in right now, and you uh, kind of just have to go with the flow. And basically, back in March, uh, when we shut down our club here in Vancouver, I thought, I don't want to leave our members in limbo. I wanted Mm -hmm. to try and do something to support them. So literally, the next day, I put up on my social that I was going to lead a workout that night. Uh, And at the same time, I sort of scripted out a calendar for the rest of the week and said this is what we're going to do the rest of the week it was a nice balanced program and i'm so glad that i did that because i kind of stuck with it for the duration <laughs> uh because certain days we would do hit other days we would do full body strength uh, we would do leg focus or upper body focus and so i was doing uh it was going to be five days a week and then becoming six days a week and community just started growing so initially it was a lot of our members and because i've taught in different cities some other ones would find out that i was doing it and then they would jump on and i was getting people even overseas but everyone started sharing it and so the number of followers i had started growing and growing and growing and we were it was pretty phenomenal i think some days we were hitting over 300 people on some of the live broadcasts and and what was amazing was uh the fact that and i couldn't read these from across the room when i'm filming so i was very It. But the comments was people were going back and forth. It was like everyone knew who was there and they would all chat with each other and call each other out and uh, mm-hmm. things like that. So it was, it was just such a cool thing to be a part of. And I did it right, uh, right from the middle of March until beginning of June when we reopened our club. So it was a good uh, two and a half months or so that we were doing the virtual workouts at that time.
0: And how did you, have you been able to um, help, you know, um, point out or share out all those people who might not have been in vancouver once you guys reopened again uh, did you help them find places where they could continue into the broadcast either with you or with trainers in their area or anything like that
1: well uh, during the initial uh lockdown i did try and promote a lot of other instructors that i knew that were doing uh social posts and things like that uh and workouts i've kept a huge library of workouts up. So it was funny, some of my former participants in Toronto have told me that they've done each of the workouts that I had in my library like three times and they just went <laughs> through rotation. Yeah. And they kept the same weekly calendar and would cycle through them sort of in that manner because they were used to that structure.
0: So you went, so you had the closed time for those two and a half months reopened. And now you guys in terms of group fitness out in British Columbia or in Vancouver are closed again tell me of the open and close and open and close and dealing with what 2020 gave you how have you reprioritized what it means to be a fitness professional how have you reprioritized your day i mean we were always you know it's like programming choreography music sets reps what am i going to do what am i going to do this is that still at the front of mind or is there other stuff that you're like wow i never realized how critical this was as part of my career
1: Well, I think all along, I've always tried to provide support to people out there and make fitness fun. That's, that's my big goal one way or another. And uh, when I, whether I teach on camera or in person, I definitely try and have that rapport with my participants and, and make it a playful kind of experience because fitness can be drudgery sometimes like it is hard it is hard work and so we got to make it fun in whatever way we can whatever entertaining manner possible so that's one thing that I've always been focused on when I when I do my virtuals but uh when we've been shut down most recently and I am still going into the club because our club is open obviously we don't have classes and and now I'm back to doing my six days a week on uh virtual but I've used this opportunity to also work with some of my instructors on my team and do more mentoring that I wouldn't normally get Mm. that chance to because in my normal work day when I'm teaching three classes and doing all the administrative work, I don't have that dedicated time as much as I'd like to spend uh, a few moments with them and work through some of their skills and help them refine their teaching uh, skills and things like that and just advance them in their careers. And so I've been doing a lot of that lately and it's just, it's so rewarding to me. And I feel like ultimately as fitness professionals who have been in the industry a long time, it's our job to share our experience and and it's our legacy to carry on and help those other people that are really passionate about fitness and help them grow in their careers.
0: And I mean, for, as a leadership, person, you and I, you know, spoke briefly just before we got on here about how um, you've seen the cream of the crop of leadership come up throughout this and then others not so much, but I can only imagine as a leader how that feels to be able to reconnect with people that you're right. I mean, you know, with, with all your, your management and your leadership and your executive um, responsibilities, being able to spend that time with people, but not everybody would have necessarily done that. Um, and it takes a lot for you to do that, but are you finding that your team are hungrier than ever for learning and growth in a time when they can work on
1: themselves too? I think everyone's in a different headspace. Mm. Uh, I find that some people are, are looking at this as an opportunity for personal growth outside of the fitness industry and, and just realizing their priorities and balancing their lives and things like that. Others are still very, very dedicated and focused on their fitness careers and, and trying to just figure out a new way of working in, mm. their, in their current situation.
0: Mm. And so is that one, like one of the things, if you look at the fitness professionals you work with. Um, specifically your team um, and the ones that surround you there are people that you connect with internationally with the with the brand the ones that are doing well whether it be in fitness or have changed um, what's been the key factor is there reflection there that you've noticed be a key factor to them coming through this um, as physically and mentally healthy
1: as possible I think it's just really the ability to adapt Mm -hmm. and carry things forward in a it's a different way of doing business right now uh we've all had to learn how to use zoom instagram live everything like that as fitness professionals if we still want to keep that direct connection with our participants or even people that may not have been uh connected to us previously that Mm -hmm. are now part of our audience too
0: Interesting. And so if you had to give a couple of tips, because I don't, I want to take advantage of the fact that you're so good at it. A couple of tips for coaching through the camera, maybe some of the stuff that you're like, I know you think this just works in studio, but it also works really well on virtual and on the camera or something that you're like, it's not something I used to do, but I'm realizing now that through the camera is really important. Are there a couple of things that you're like, yeah, these are key
1: factors to being successful through the camera? I think you have to make the experience as close to the studio experience as you can. Hmm. That's what it comes down to. It's not just about technically te- teaching a, a well-scripted class on camera. You've got to have those moments where you really reach through the camera to the mm. individuals on the other side. I love doing the virtual high fives and fist bumps and, and asking questions and getting them to count with me and everything like that. And it's amazing the number of DMs I get after the fact and people say, you know, I'm, I'm yelling at you all the time on the screen and things like <laughs> that. It's, just, it's heartwarming for me to hear that and know that I'm able to still connect with them even though we may not be face to face.
0: Mm, that's great I love that I find it sometimes it's funny because I've done a couple of Facebook lives for some of our colleagues and with like massive audiences and things like that 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 when I'm on their their Facebook pages or in Instagram pages and people are like putting a lot of emojis and some of them are writing out in my head I'm like are you just watching because you can write a full sentence right now like this is not a drink what's going It always like I like the connection but at the same time I'm like does that mean you're doing it or does that mean you're
1: taking a break it's too funny no, I like calling them out all the time because mine is mine is my classes are generally held at 5:30 p.m. West West Coast time, and that's essentially happy hour. And I'm like, how many of you are actually out there just having a drink, sitting in front of the TV or in front of your laptop, watching and not actually doing the workout right now?
0: Do they lift? I'd totally lift my hand up if that was <laughs> me. I'll be honest; I would totally do that. You've always been somebody who's been such a generous educator and coach of coaches, um, and you know for. 25 plus years in our industry. I mean, nobody would tell by looking at you, Jeff Bagshaw, but it's been a while that you've been sharing all of that. How are you still remaining um, generous with collaborators, with people who work with you, people who work at competing clubs? How are you not letting the fear of competition invade what you do, especially in a time that's really challenging like right now?
1: I think there's a lot of elements involved there. And I know that in my early days of my career, there Mm. was that whole sense of competition. It's like, oh, our gym versus their gym and everything like that. And uh, I think your mindset just changes over the years. And you realize that everyone brings something different to the table Mm. and everyone's personal style in terms of how they approach fitness and how they deliver the experience to individuals is going to be different and is going to appeal to a different demographic. And, Everyone has something to share that's in the industry. And Mm -hmm. that's the most valuable thing.
0: And remembering that, I mean, really, if you think of clubs, it was just what 15, 20% of the population works out in the gym anyways. So now if we think of the sheer numbers of it, there's like, there's so many people we haven't even gotten to that maybe now through this, through a medium that might be for some people less intimidating than showing up in person, we can reach more people than we ever have before. Mm, And I think I I love that through experience, we get more comfortable with who we are and that my workouts and my style is completely different than yours is completely different than somebody else's. And that's actually something to be celebrated
1: for sure. The diversity is definitely something to be celebrated.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, And you've done this sense of community. So You talked a little bit about how you're keeping them connected and, you know, you're relating people from outside into inside. I think that for a lot of people, transitioning them from in-person to virtual, from virtual to the park, from everything else, moving this community from one environment to another or from a closure or to something else is really, really challenging. What are some of the things that you felt have been really critical to your success in building that sense of community, whether it's right now or whether it's through the years? I mean, for you, for people who live in cities that you haven't lived in years to be like, oh, yay, I get to work out with Jeff again, means that community pull is still there even years after you've left.
1: I think one of the underlying factors in the way I've always approached fitness is making it accessible. Mm -hmm. I want every person who takes part in my class, whether it's in the gym, in the studio, whether it's virtually, to feel like what I am doing is accessible to them and that they will ultimately feel successful when they're done. And that comes down to being able to teach multi-levels within a class and not having anyone feel bad about taking what we would refer to as a regression. Yeah. I don't even call it that. Um, I just say, this is an option, this is an option, this is an option, and you do what is best for you today. And I think that's something that's really key because I've seen those instructors before that just trying to always are known for teaching the hardest class possible. And to me, That's not an ideal fitness professional because they're, they're only dedicating their time and energy to that, that specific niche. And in some cases trying to show off more than anything, but that's, I don't think that's ultimately going to reach the masses and make Mm -hmm. fitness available to everyone. And, and really, I want everyone to enjoy their experience and, and as I said, feel successful when they're done.
0: So if I understand what you're saying, well, is really making it less about us, always remembering that it's about them, Um, always doing it from a place of like, is there somebody out there that this doesn't fit? And I think it's tough because in the beginning, um, I mean, you get fit by challenging yourself and then it needs to be a big shift to go from participant too professional (laughs) it's a big shift there to go to take that teacher kind of hat on to take that coach hat on and being able to have everybody challenge it takes more work like I love that you were use the word scripting which some people would think about scripting just for like pre-choreographed or pre-programmed fitness um, programs out there but really to script those kinds of things and make sure that that's it becomes intuitive it's a lot of work in the beginning um, but I love that you're spending some time showing that and demoing that and I invite everybody to jump in on one them and some of them are super accessible now on Instagram and jump in on some of those classes and to do them maybe less for the maybe you're allowed to sit down (laughs) write down some of those best practices so do it less for the workout do it more for the soft skills that go around that maybe
1: I think that's one of the other things when it comes to teaching virtually Um, (laughs) the first couple weeks I'm like this is killing me because I, I was teaching Tabata or something like that and I'm doing the entire workout. And I thought, this is what I would normally do in the studio. I got to go back to what I would do in the studio where yeah. I'm maybe gonna do 30% of the workout. The rest of the time I'm still coaching, You're coaching. And, and realizing I don't have to do every move all the time.
0: I love that. Thank you for that reminder that again, we're coaching. Um, so it's not about demoing everything or it's not about being um, you know something that people look at but rather being the coach even if you can, even in a one-way broadcast type of system like Instagram, even if you don't see them, you're still coaching. So you need to, again, like you said, think about those people that are there and make sure that all of them have access to what it is you're offering. I love that. Thanks, Jeff. Great, great tips that you're giving us. One of the things that I noticed that you did, and I saw there was one about puppies or doggies in the summertime, and it was a charitable thing that you were doing. And I'm like, what was it called?
1: That doggy one? Uh, It was a Trying to think of a, a boot camp, a puppy boot camp, basically.
0: boot camp—that's so cute. But you've been doing a lot of stuff with charity, and I think at the time—I mean, listen, 2020 is a time where I know a lot of the charitable organizations really struggled because they had to get super creative with their donations. And I know that a lot of it for you is part of you know the things that you've always done with Equinox or the things that you've done yourself as an individual fitness professional. But is that something that helps you stay grounded, stay motivated? How do you make time for it?
1: So, well, what happened was, as I noticed, I was building this community back in March. And then Mm -hmm. by the time May came around, in British Columbia, we have the BC Cancer Foundation. And they, once a year, do the Workout to Conquer Cancer. And, And a year or two ago, they went to a new mode of doing it. Previously, they would have one big event where everyone would just show up and raise money for that one event. Then, as of the last year or two, they asked individuals just to be active every day for the 30 or 31 days in May. uh, And they would collect donations and things like that. And I I thought, you know what? I'm not asking for anyone to pay me or anything like that for the the classes that I'm teaching online. But I thought I want to try and do some good out of this. So I ended up capitalizing on that. And I said, we're going to build a team. So any Mm -hmm. of you that are out there that are doing my workouts on a regular basis, if you want to be part part of team hashtag workout with Jeff, uh, We are going to do this for the next month. It makes you accountable to your workouts. And along the way, if we raise some nice money for BC cancer foundation, uh, a charity that's very near and dear to my heart, because four years ago, I lost my mom to cancer Mm -hmm. and, and I definitely want to do everything I can to support them. And so over the course of that month, we raised close to $40,000. And in the middle of a pandemic, I was blown away with that. And then. I decided as of last month, when we went back into our pseudo lockdown here, and I thought, you know, I'm going to jump on this again. I might as well as before Christmas, people are in a giving mood. I still want to do a little bit more. And we're this in this last month, close to another $10,000 we've raised. So wow. I am just really, really happy about that and being able to ultimately do something for cancer research and care.
0: Congratulations. Congratulations. And I think it's something that um, helps, keeps us motivated of things that have, again, it's beyond the calories burned. It's so beyond everything else, that the, the, uh, the community and the, together, the togetherness that we build and fitness in that family of people who want to be able to continue to support their health um, has a lot to give. And so I, I thank you so much for your leadership when it comes to that. Tell us about, we're shifting into 2021. Tell us about what um, help keeps you motivated hell keeps you mindful you mentioned earlier that our ability to adapt is what it is and we don't know what we know about 2021 is we don't know exactly what's going to happen um, and I know that there's days that are easier and there's days that are tougher what helps you get you closer to those smoother days happier days more
1: grounded days I know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel I mm-hmm. uh, don't know when that's going to come but I know that it, that it is there and I recognize that the industry is going to shift. Uh, We don't know how it's going to land ultimately, but I know that deep down, uh, people have a sense of wanting to belong, be a part of a community, whether it's virtual, whether it's in-person, but I have a feeling that even though right now, everyone's talking virtual, virtual, all these new online platforms coming up, I know that people will crave that in-person experience again one way or another and I believe that with working out at home working at home being around the house the entire day right now people want to get out and so when gyms and boutique studios and everything like that reopen I know that people want to get back and be a part of what they were a part of before and that that hashtag uh, #FitFam once again I know that that's what I want to see I crave that interaction that the gym is my social life. I don't have much of a social life outside of there. So that's, that's where my family is. And so I'm super excited down the road when we can get to that point where we're all back together.
0: All back together and, and we're doing in a different way. And I think that what we will have learned, thanks to some of the stuff that incredible leaders in the fitness industry, like you have done is the way that we can impact people is so much more powerful. The way that we can find that sense of belonging is so much more powerful. Um, and so hopefully that will actually help improve the lives and the health of people moving forward in ways that we never thought we could. So I know that, that for me, watching some of the stuff that you are doing is helping me uh, grow and stay connected as a fitness professional. And I thank you very, very much for that leadership. And I thank you for, for being that constant sense of, um, of belonging and that constant sense of presence that I know that we can count on. I know some days it's got to be tough, um, but we really do appreciate seeing you. And I appreciate you taking the time to get into bed with me today, Jeff. Merci. We'll see you online and eventually we will see you back in the studio.
1: Perfect. Thank you Thanks,
0: so
1: much. Abiato. <laughs> A